This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 23. And the quote of the day is from Jim Rohn, who said, You are the average of the five people you spend the most amount of time with, so choose them wisely. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Ruffini, and we're coming at you with information, education, and motivation for drumming and beyond. What's going on, everybody? Nick Ruffini here. Got another session of the Drummer's Resource Podcast coming at you. And this episode, we got the great Spanky McCurdy, George Spanky McCurdy. And I got to hang with Spanky last week at his uh, at his hotel in New York. He's currently in town rehearsing for the Lady Gaga show, or the Lady Gaga tour, I should say. And he's originally from Philadelphia, which is where I'm from, which is pretty cool to hang with him, uh, two Philly guys getting together and, and rapping drums. Uh, if you've never heard of Spanky, you should <laughs> you should check out his resume. Uh, not only is he on tour with with uh, Lady Gaga, but he's also played with Ty Tribbett, Diddy, Jill Scott, Justin Timberlake, uh, worked with Timberland, Mariah Carey, Snoop Dogg. I mean, just like all types of people, and and uh, he's he's just a great dude as well. And his playing uh, speaks for itself. He's just a he's a monster player on the kit so check out the interview let me know what you think and if you get a chance and you're really digging the podcast head over to itunes and be sure to subscribe to the drummers resource podcast and if you sign up for the email list at drummersresource.com you can hear all these podcasts before they come out so you can get vip access to the podcast before they're released to the general public just head over to drummersresource.com and like i said if you're digging the podcast be sure to go to uh, the the iTunes spot and leave a review or leave a rating and I would greatly appreciate it. And without further ado, George Spanky McCurdy, thanks so much for listening. All right, so we're here in New York City with George Spanky McCurdy. George mm-hmm. Spanky, thanks so much, dude. I appreciate it. So man, I'm honored, man. Thank you for the wake up call. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> Anytime, man. Out of if you if you weren't from Philly, I'd have been pissed. But yeah. since you're from Philly, I'm like, yeah, I'll right. let it go. I'll give you a pass on it. I give you a pass on it. So yeah, man, we were just talking that uh, you and I are roughly from the from the same neighborhood. And we were just talking some some Philly sports. So uh, so who's your who's your teams? Do you like all the Philly teams? Um, I definitely like all the Philly teams. I love the Eagles. Uh, I love the Flyers. I love I love the Phillies. I love the Sixers too. You know, just got to be a bit more patient with them. Next year should be a good year. We got some draft picks. We have Nerlens Noel coming back. We have Michael Carter Williams. I think next year we'll be like the young, the one young gunning team in the NBA. So basketball, we're still growing in that area, but yeah, my Eagles, I, yeah, my uh, actually one of my my very good, my best friends, his dad was the GM of the Sixers like years ago when they won the championship. Wow, and you yeah. still to the games? Yeah, John Nash is. Uh, I'm I'm friends with his son. That's crazy. Um, so speaking of Philly, so you came up uh, playing in Philly and doing you were. Basically playing in the gospel scene, right? Mm-hmm. You're playing in the church scene. Um, talk us, talk a little bit about that, about about you coming up through Philly. Just um, growing up um, in a, on a church scene, um, super super huge to be around um, different artists like Tony Moore, who was a member of my church, and that's how we met. That's how I met uh, Ty Tribbett and other gospel artists, and it was a it was a major gospel circuit. You know, like back then, the gospel circuit was pretty. Dope. It was like a lot of musicians and like a lot of dope groups, and it was a lot of concerts. So you would come, you know, and meet a lot of different people, and that's where I started to grow a lot. You know, I started playing with Tony, and then I met Ty. Started playing with Ty and his brother, and then we all, you know, then everything just 
got got crazy. So church is definitely the root, and I, I still play in church. You know, like whenever I'm home, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's it's not even a an adjustment thing. You know, I'll I probably always play in church. Probably. So talk about the the Tribbett family because they're like they're a staple in Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. and I mean beyond that, but especially in Philadelphia in that scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you talk to anybody from that from inside of Philadelphia, that's what they talk about. And it's like that's the cats you need to be playing with. <laughs> so what's what's the uh, what's like the history behind those guys? Um, brothers, you have Thaddeus, you have Ty, cousin Pudge, who's also a drummer. Um, like I said, the scene was so small. And um, when I met them, they were like rehearsing in this little church in Camden. And so we were like rehearsing two, three times a week and you know, we just got tight, tight, tight. And um, James Poyser, who's also, you know, a Philly native, you know, big name, he uh, he produced the first album. So we we were like privileged to just sit under him and just to, you know, soak in and get like a lot of info and knowledge. And um, you know, Ty, GA, the whole scene is, it was just a special thing. And I'm luckily to have reconnected with him now. So, um, you know, in a matter of months, maybe like in the fall, like we'll go back in and record a new record. So, nice. I'm excited about that. So you had so once you start playing in Philly and you're you're in the in the gospel scene and you're you know you're doing the church thing, and a lot of that is heavily chops based, mm-hmm. right? So how do you make the transition from? from playing like this heavy chop stuff to where then somebody calls you and is like, I need you to play groove. Yeah. And I need you to not move and like pretend you're Steve Gadd and just like. <laughs> right. It's all about discipline. Um, it's, all, it's all about where you want the music to go. You know, if you really, really want the music to reach the highest depth, then you know, you have to do whatever it takes. Um, it's just like Carmelo, he just said, all right, Phil Jackson is here. You know, if he wants me to change my game, do this, do that for us to go to the next level, then I'm, I'm willing to do that. Right, so it's it's just a matter of you know listening and playing what's appropriate for the for the music. Um, yeah, like, I've never been like much much of like a, a step out choppy drummer. So um, luckily, like when I pick my spots, it's I guess is a you know it means more than just me playing all busy everywhere. There are some Sundays or some, and some days where it's just like all right, look, I'm comfortable. I'm I'm having fun today. <laughs> Let's just deal with it. But um. You know, you just have to adjust, you know, and make the artist happy. You know, you can't uh, disregard a praise and worship leader just because it's church versus a, right. an artist that you play for. So it's just an adjustment, you know, listening thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. So how did you work on that stuff? How did you work on, uh, like, one, your chops? Because I know a lot of people, I, I, you know, I feel like having this chops and facility is necessary. Yeah. Because it gives you the headroom to do yeah. whatever you want. So that way you're not, like... I think Daniel Glass said it that you don't want to. Would you rather be like the Pinto on the highway doing sixty maxed out, or the mm-hmm. Ferrari doing sixty that has a lot more to go? Uh, you know what I mean. Yeah. So you're not like playing at the peak of your ability the whole entire night because at the end of the night you're going to be done. Done. You know, yeah. and there's nowhere to go. So like, so I think that the facility and the chops are necessary when used properly. So how did you develop that stuff? How did you, especially like getting around the kit? Because I know a lot of people can play on a pad. Or whatever, but then when it's like moving around the kid, it's like some of the stuff you do around the kid is just <laughs> sick. Thank you, man. I, I just um, well my um, just watching uh, you know like the other drummers that I was inspired by, um, Little John Roberts and, and Brian Fraser Moore. Just I mean, just watching everything as far as how they played the music, um, 
you know, because they played the music, they, they played all the necessary parts, and then they incorporated the electronics, if, if it was any, and then they played the acoustic drums, and they, you know, build up uh, during the verses. I don't know, I just, I watched the right players, man, and just as far as playing uh, the right music and music format. And, um, I, you know, I, I might have taken some of their formulas, you know, and, you know, switched them up a little bit and, you know, and like made them my own. Um, it's just like a method. It's, it's a certain method to, you know, playing music. If you're in a bridge, maybe the bridge might want to go to the ride bell. Coming out the bridge, give me a crazy feel going back into the hook. And then the end of the song is coming up. Let's bring the song in. You know, like give me something to end the song with. This music, music format. That's like when I want to teach my students uh, once I get back home, just format. Because once you learn format, then that that's where the placement comes in. You know, right. you can know where to place certain things. So that that came from watching Little John, watching Brian, watching uh, you know I Mary Quest Love, watching those those drummers, man. Everybody like, really, really play the music right. Mm -hmm. so. Makes sense. Yeah. So you're coming up through Philly and you're watching all these cats play. So I know that there's a lot of guys that you know that are in you know that are in Philly or in different cities, and they're like, all right, how do I go from playing in this church or playing in these little clubs and now you're playing with Lady Gaga yeah. and it's like to and I want to not and don't take this the wrong way I think that that gig is a lot closer than people think like I think that it's impossible people think that it's yeah. impossible to get that Lady Gaga gig like yeah. you got or something yeah. on that level and it just like fell in your lap yeah. but you worked for it and it, but it's possible for other other people to reach that very much possible so how did how did you bridge that gap um, well, first of all, it's a, it's, it's a combination of, you know, who you know, your friends. Because um, the initial call for this came from Joe Wilson, who whom I've known since I was 13. Because, uh, you know, he had a gospel group. His, right. His group. They used to do gigs with Ty. Small world. So he, he's working with Gaga. Hey, Gaga needs a drummer. I want you to come play. You know, just just that simple. Did you audition for the gig or did you yeah, just get called? Yeah, I auditioned. Okay. It was a straight call. Like, it would, look, um, I recommended you. You know, just come audition, whatever, whatever. And I was like, okay, cool. And, you know, like when I played, she was like, oh, yeah, I know you are, this and that. So um, that played a huge part, you know, just certain friends, you know, and just, and, just, and just being connected. And then, like, when it's time to play, you know, like you let your plan speak for itself. You know, it's, that's like the exclamation point. But um, it could definitely happen if you just, uh, first of all, you have to, if, if you're in church and that's, your, that's where you play normally, you have to listen to different kind of music, you know, because like the more you listen to different music, like the more, um, you know, like you'll you'll develop more uh, versatility, mm -hmm. you know, and you won't be so one dimensional. And um, that's the main thing. Like whatever you listen to, that's what's going to come out in your playing. So you could be a jazzy drummer who still plays at church every Sunday. You could be a rock drummer who plays at church every Sunday, and I I I not know because I'm like, wow, you know, I see you playing at church. Like, yeah, I'm really uh, I really play uh jazz. I really play for a. Uh, you know, in like a little trio. I'm like, oh, really? Swinging all night? Yeah. So it's just a matter of um, the music and applying it where it needs to be applied and a mixture of knowing certain people, you know, and getting that little push. And um, it could happen. Like, clearly, looking at me in my life, clearly it could happen. You know, just work hard. Like, I'm a living example. Easy. And you, it's not like Lady Gaga was like your big thing. I mean, you've worked with you've worked with a ton of people. You worked yeah. with Gaga. You worked with Justin Timberlake. You worked with who else have you worked with? Um, it's really been a crazy ride. I don't think about it too much. There's, um, Kanye. Uh, I, I worked with P Diddy, 
Timbaland, Brandy, um, Kylie Dean, Bubba Sparks, uh, Jill Scott, um, Floetry, uh, Common, uh, Maxwell. And do you feel like it's like it's like the snowball effect? Like you start working with one person, yeah. they recommend you to somebody else. Yeah. They recommend this. And the thing is, no matter how good of a player you are, if you're an asshole, exactly, That's they're the not. They're gonna be like, yeah, he's good. Exactly. But there's, you know, and they always say that there's like there's another there's fifteen other people, 15 other people. that are right behind you that are like yeah. waiting for you to fall off because they're like irreplaceable none of that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff is real. But um, I was told like when I was young that it's about twenty five percent of your plan, seventy five percent tour life, and you know how you are. You know, so um, that's very important. If you're a jerk, then you're definitely not going to get a whole lot of calls. Because even just going back to knowing people and just friends and stuff. Um, Maxwell, um, Thaddeus Tribute, Ty's brother, his best friend, Derek Hodge, was a musical director. And that's, you know, um, he called me for that. So that's like family called me, but it's still business at the same time. So. And not only that, if, like like we were saying, if they were like, man, Spanky wasn't a jerk, we'd right. call him for this gig. You know what I mean? And exactly. it's like, and you would have never, you never would have exactly. never got the gig. And we always, you know, I've said before in different interviews, it's like when they're looking for a drummer for touring, they're looking for a roommate too. Mm-hmm. It's not just like yep. playing the gig and you go home. It's like you yeah. gotta live with these people for months at a time. Yeah, you know, it's the worst to be cool with somebody but not really cool with them off stage. You know, like right. Right, where are you going? Going to eat? Okay, well enjoy that. Call right. me. And I'll see you tomorrow. At soundcheck. <laughs> but those people don't last long. You no, know, when they're when they're uh, when nobody wants to be around them. You know. So, uh, speaking of. Uh, you're playing your and your playing style and and uh, your approach to music. You have this DVD, the the on time off time. Yeah. Right. Yeah, serious, serious, serious. Let's uh, tell us a little bit more. Cause I I know what the book is about. It's and uh, but I'd, I'd rather have you or what the DVD's about. But I'd rather have you just explain um, a little bit more. Off time on off time on time. Just introducing some uh, various different ways to uh, play with the numbers and. And bend everything. It's like everything bending. Like you want to learn how to bend, definitely buy my DVD. Um, just playing with the one, like you said earlier, with JoJo. Everything is math. You know, it's mathematical. Um, playing around with the one, making the one to two, making the one to three. Um, just all types of different exercises that you can add to your plan. You know, to give your plan a different color, a different style. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I, uh, I'm actually ready for the next, the next DVD. Um, yeah, because that one's been out for yeah, it's, yeah, it's been out for about like a year or some change. Yeah. That it was it was it was just amazing to go in with uh, Hudson Music and and record it. Like I had no idea how I would do it as far as the format, mm-hmm. and they helped me out so much. And you know, it was just an amazing experience, man. It was just amazing. I'm still can't believe I have a DVD out now. And that's and that's another thing, just going from where I, where I've gone from, and you know, everything that's happened so far has just been mind blowing from. The work to the the magazines to the the DVD is just like wow this is a drummer's dream literally right. it's, it's been crazy but my DVD um is is definitely gonna push you and um I want people to grasp all the all the concepts but then like you know translate them into your own style you know like you might take what I what I'm teaching and you might place it you know in a in a particular spot don't don't necessarily place it where I'm placing it but you know, like you might place it somewhere else. That's mm-hmm. the main thing that I can't teach lead way. You know, like take take this lead way and 
run with it. Like you, you, you can't teach that, but hopefully people will take what I'm doing. And yeah, I, I decided to start here and do it. Like, oh wow, really? Wow, that's dope. Right. That's what I like to see. That's inspiration. So. And you're not really. It's not like a DVD. Like here, here's a DVD to play like me. Yeah. This nah. is like here's something that you can exactly. express yourself with. Exactly. And like add some add to your repertoire. Right. Right. Just like that. But you don't want to like yeah, not so much a verbatim thing. But and not only that, you don't want to just take this stuff and just play it all night long. No, that's no, a good no. way to get fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, know I mean? you definitely get fired. Like I couldn't <laughs> catch the one. I couldn't catch it. Yeah, I heard the one. That, I heard the one an hour ago, and I haven't heard. Exactly. What happened to the one? <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, so I want to talk about the the Gaga gig a little bit. Um, you were talking about you know twenty five percent is your playing, the rest is like the tour life and and being on the road and 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 incorporating all these other things because I'm guessing that and I don't know this for certain but I'm guessing you use electronics mm-hmm. and everything because you're not just playing an acoustic kit yeah. so talk about that like the challenges of, of being on the road with her and, and what you know some things you had to overcome and some things that you, maybe you didn't expect when you were when you got the gig well definitely um, you know being a straight man you know like I know that you know she's She's supportive, you know, of the gay community and this and that. So I knew that I would be exposed to that more. So, but that's only a situation that you can just deal with once you get there. But that was an adjustment, you know, just, you know, being around more uh, gay people. You know, I was, because I'm coming from church, I'm coming from, you know, I'm not gay, so I don't. Um, and four years, five years, you know, I have so many gay friends now. You know, it's, it's a regular thing, you know, it's no type of judgment whatsoever. Um, just as a person, right. that helped me out as a person. Um, you know, just being exposed to everything. Well, we were talking about just like challenges that you had, not challenges that you had on tour, but or different adjustments. But different adjustments that you had to make. Is there anything that you got to do on this tour that you're that you aren't used to, or, or were you like, oh, man, um, this is really like? Oh yeah, definitely. This is this is a little bit harder than I expected it was going to be. And definitely the <clears throat> electronic game, um, because your gigs. It's like when you, uh, if somebody else is playing drums, they would have the choice to play electronics or not. Um, you know if. You can hear certain claps in the song. Be like, ah, you know, I'll let the track get those, or I'll let the track play that. I'll just play this or that. Me, I like to play everything. Everything I hear, I like to play. So, her music is crazy. So, just to uh, set it up on a kit and have my pads and my everything ready, and to incorporate the electronic part mixed with the actual acoustic beat, and that's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I love that challenge because you have to constantly think ahead. Um, I love thinking ahead, like 25 steps ahead, and just, you know, like thinking ahead of the beat. It's this one song that she has where this uh, these claps play throughout the whole song. And even like when you're building, the claps are still playing, like, you know. Right. So, stuff like that, man. How many just, times have you fallen on your face with it? Um, <laughs> it's been a couple times in rehearsal. I always, it's like, I never t- lie, though. Never lie. Nice. I'm like, live, I'm like, that's everything. Like, you have to be perfect as if it's you know a dvd taping as if it's hbo live every night right that's the mindset but rehearsals you know because it, take, it takes a while to get the patterns are crazy but um that's i love that man it makes you a better a better player you know to you know be able to play the electronics and the acoustics and now my md is like okay yeah you can take you can take that beat out right there spanky spanky's playing those claps you can take that 808 snare out spanky's playing that like just a little stuff more responsibility right. so so how long do you guys typically rehearse for like a major tour? Um, luckily we have promo that adds that lasts for about seven or eight months. So 
when you rehearse for promo and you come in and out of those gigs and you that's basically tour rehearsals. So right. once the tour rehearsals start, you're not as, you know, stressed. Mm-hmm. It's easy. You're already ready. So right now, our tour rehearsals don't start till May and we're already like ready for the tour. Hmm. So we're like beyond ready and prepared. Um, and so then like listening to the music, I listen to it. You know, I like it. So it's, you know, it's in here. Speaking of music that you like, what's, uh, who do you listen to? Man. Uh, I know it's a broad question. Yeah, I listen to so many different things. Um, right now on my iPad, um, FKA, Twigs, um, Georgia Ann Muldro, Cinematic Orchestra. Um, I love Drake. Uh, Kendrick is dope. Um, uh, so There's a lot of different singles. You know, I've been buying like, a lot of different, you know, hit singles and this and that. One songers. I love Michael Franks. Um, what if you were put on an island and you can only take three records with you? What would you bring? Maybe. Uh, I have some live performances, man. Uh, D'Angelo Voodoo from when James Poyser and uh, I married Questlove Thompson and the Soul Soulatronics band. That D'Angelo, he's like one of my all-time favorite, favorite artist, man. He's amazing. Um, I need some... Uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and take some Etta James, too, man. Nice. She relaxes. Etta, just... Man, throw on Etta. <laughs> it's like the scene is always the same. Throw on Etta James a, a glass of wine. Even if you don't drink a glass of wine, you just need a glass of wine because you're listening to Etta gotta James. <laughs> it's just got to be there. It's got to be there. It's right. got to be there. I don't know, man. I'm just... I'm, I'm, I'm so different. Like, one day to be... Man, I want to hear some big band and the other day... Uh, I want to hear some Mozart. I want to hear some opera. I want to hear this and that. Um, and at the very end of the day, I just want to get in the studio and create music of everything right. I listen to. Right. But um, probably I'll give I'll take some Etta, some D'Angelo, and some. Um, uh, give me some Prince. Yeah. All that. That's I tough like- though, man. James too. Ah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's been, I was just talking about James and Prince and Stevie, but mostly Prince and Stevie because they're like musicians, man. Just so legendary. Mm-hmm. Man, just beyond legendary. Man. I would say they're they're probably in my top three. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's, like, I, I mean, I look at them live and I'm like, man, like, do people understand? Like, I know they're not going to be here um, forever. And it's, they're so historic, man, and so detrimental to the game. It's like, I don't know, Hall of Fame is not even, like, enough. Mm. Like, man, I saw James Brown play once. Oh, my God. And I was just like, and he, I mean, this was, like, probably four years before he died. Wow. So he was, like, he wasn't, and he was, like, a tenth of what he used to be, and yeah. it was still Killing amazing. Him. Yeah, I was just like, I'm so glad that I, because I didn't really know that, like, I didn't know that he was sick or anything, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, uh, yeah, nobody really knew. He pretty much kept it down. Yeah. You know, just, it's crazy, man. But it was, it was amazing. I've never seen, I've never seen Prince live. Yeah, it's crazy. James Brown, uh, Clyde Stubberfield, man, funky drummer. That's like, you know, a groove that most drummers should know. Um, every drummer should like know. Like, every, see, I was modest saying no, most. Every, every drummer, drummer should know that. It's the most sampled, it's the most ever. sampled drum track ever. Ever and um, just to know it. I mean, you know, it took me a while to learn. I remember learning it. Little John showed me, and um, we were, and we were doing it for 
an intro for Jill's show. Mm -hmm. And I came in after Little John, he was showing me. I was like, oh, you do Funky Drummer for the intro? Oh, okay. Um, just Clyde Stubberfield, man. Legend. That's the whole thing to me. Him and Jabba. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. So that's in the on for every podcast we do these show notes so that everybody can go on and look at all the stuff. Wow. And I'm gonna put a link yeah, to the funky that's drummer crazy. because we gotta we gotta, we gotta let everybody know what the funky drummer is. If you don't know what it is, then uh, you gotta you gotta learn that. So moving forward, man, what do you have? What do you what do you uh, what are you doing in the future, man? What do you what do you got on your plate, or what do you want to do? Man, God has been crazy, opening so many doors. I'm just um, I'm looking at my clothing line. It's going to be uh, G. Hubert, and um, um, we're looking to come out in about a month or two. Nice. And just from just from that alone, uh, once we come out, you know, and to be able to hit up my friends, you know, different singers and rappers and artists and, you know, whatever, um, I'll be able to get them gear, and, you know, hopefully everything will explode and blow up, you know, very, very fast. You know, I'm going to call everybody I know and travel and do my own PR like look my clothing line is finally out take this box I have this in there okay oh try the jacket on I'll take a picture but <laughs> website like, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's just so I'm super excited that was like the that. Damon John approach yeah yeah, yeah. With, yeah. Uh, with LL yeah so he t this is crazy to me that I that I didn't realize this that LL wore a FUBU hat in a Gap commercial wow in a Gap ad and the and FUBU like didn't exist mm -hmm. yet. Yeah. So no like the photographers didn't catch it, the editors didn't catch it, but everybody was like, What what's that hat? Yeah. He was in a gap clothing commercial wearing a FUBU hat. That's crazy. And, and now that's how FUBU blew up. Exactly. And now FUBU, um, of course the owner, you know, he's on Shark Tank. It's just I mean like the fashion world is a whole nother world that I can't wait to get into. My my cousin is deep into the fashion game. So he's like my production manager. So, you know, I can't do everything myself. Right, right. And um we're really gonna do it seriously, man. Like we're gonna start, you know, and um, we're excited, and it's it's really gonna happen, you know. It's, it's it's really gonna be a legit staple situation for me to fall back on. So and what kind of what kind of clothing is it? Who's it directed towards? Um, or who's it targeted towards? It's women and men. It's it's pretty. What I mean, is it artists or is it artists? Uh, it's, is it hip hop or is it is it you know like yeah maybe maybe like more so like the the hip hop, the urban, cool kids division, you know, like it's because it's, like we're coming out with sweatsuits first, right. sweats, different uh, pants, shirts, um, everything sweats, because you know, like you might be going to the airport, you might not feel like you know putting on some jeans, this and that, throwing a, throwing a sweatsuit real quick, fast and easy, and also sweats are becoming more and more casual, so I want to introduce it um, for the females. You might can wear some sweatpants to work, you right. know, like like depending on how they feel and everything. So just trying to change the game, you know. Nice. And then eventually I'll do Oxfords and hoodies and all types of stuff. Everything. Dresses, shoes, sneakers. Nice. So what's the name of the clothing line? G. Hubert. G. Hubert. But the uh, I'm, I'm going to come out with a, a, sh a street brand that's going to be called Starstruck by G. Hubert. So kind of like polo. Right. You have like chaps. Mm -hmm. So this is going to, um, I'm just going to start, man. We have like so many different, there's so many different young drummers, first of all, that take after stuff. And then, you know. Luckily, like the ladies who like me, <laughs> I take after stuff and get stuff. You know, it's just, I'm just excited. It's not so much a support thing. Right. I want everybody to like the product. So right. I can't wait for everybody to see see everything. So. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so you just said the young drummers. What advice do you have for young drummers that are coming up? 
Uh-huh. They're like, hey, man, I want to do what you do. How do I do it? Man, first of all, listen. You know, like, if some if somebody has done it, like, listen to them. You know, uh, ears, you know, just listen and take notes, which is all a form of humility. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of rare nowadays. You know, like, the younger generation, I understand the hunger is there. You know, like, you're more hungry. And, um, but the more hungry you are, the more impatient you can get. So, um, remain patient, practice, remain humble and hungry, listen to different kinds of music, you know? Uh, cause like the more music you listen to, the more versatile you'll become. Um, and just have fun, you know, enjoy the ride along the way and just keep, keep working hard, you know, never, never, never settle. And, uh, you know, don't be scared to address your, your, uh, flaws. You know, if you know your left hand is a bit weak, that's what you work on, you know. Don't 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 like go in the basement and keep working on the same chop that you've been doing for two years. No, like you know, don't be scared to address your weaknesses. You know, like oh my left hand is weak. Let me put on this super heavy watch or use a heavy stick on my left to work on that little stuff. You know, mm-hmm. work on yourself. Just like uh, a video game, and you create a player and you have to build them up. You have to do the same thing because um, you want to give the artist the the best job. You know, you want them to know I have the best drummer for the job. And, and that's the main thing about your plan. Your plan has to, you know, take your artist, shake them and be like, I'm here, right. I'm on drums. You don't need anybody else, you know? So, and that's the main thing. And, um, and communication is key. I had a lot of people in my corner uh, just talking to me, my parents first, but then uh, different, you know, other drummers and big brothers who were always on me and, and still on me. Mm-hmm. So um, it's a lot, but, um, you know, anybody can do it. It's, I'm, a straight witness, like 100%. I saw, I saw the dream, and now I'm, I'm living the dream, and now it's next level for the dream. You know, now I'm like, okay, now, now where are we going? Now it's time to start my own band and and do this and tour and play my own music and do this right. and do that. So, oh yeah, that's another thing. My band, Knives, Knives, crazy, crazy, crazy band. It's a electro uh, fusion experimental abstract. Um, just it's just, it's just been amazing. Me and Ricky Tillo, Tim Stewart, uh, my two guitar players, and my band with Gaga. Um, we constantly work every day. We track every day on a bus. You know, like um, our, our our tour lifestyle is just like being in the studio. Our whole bus is full of gear. I have a little drum set on my bus. You know, so I'm I'm just I'm just loving life right now, man. It's just all about making music and and progressing. You know, and and that's it. I love the fact that you're like. I saw the dream, and I went after it, and now I'm here. Yeah, you know? I, I watched Little John and Brian and Gerald Hayward, and you know, and so many other people play on TV. You know, my parents were like, "Wow, that's amazing! Wow!" And finally, clicked like, "Whoa, it could happen to me!" You know, just crazy. Or you, or you can make it happen. You can make it happen. Not necessarily it happened to you. I don't think you were just sitting at home and they were like yeah. knocking on the door and they're like, hey man, you want to come do this tour? You know what <laughs> right. I mean? Like you went out and got it. And would you agree that it's like, it's small steps rather than oh. looking at like the big picture and being it's like, how am I going to get from playing at this bar to exactly. playing at Madison Square Garden? Yep, it's definitely small steps. Um, man, it's a combination of a lot of things. You know, just like I said, you know, the, the, the timing of everything and uh, just everything, man. It's like it's 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 like uh, Russian roulette. Like you really don't know, you know. If nothing is promised, you know. You have to just put in the necessary work, man. 
and stay connected like within the scene gotta be connected you know mm-hmm. and have mentors yeah and have mentors you know it's, it's, it's always a good buzz when it's like yeah like you know the youngin uh, so and so yeah you know he been killing lately man oh yeah that's right it's, it's a good buzz you know go out go out to the open mics and the jam sessions and, and play you know it's not about competition and then if it is about competition with them make sure it's not about competition with you and you play sit in and give off that good vibe you know and then you get up mm-hmm. that's where I'm at no showing off no ego yeah I mean <laughs> it's fun and stuff you know but um, in different situations I mean I nobody experiences more more of that stuff than I do as far as right. other musicians and anybody else you know um, I get that all the time uh, this young guy he walked up to me when I was in Cali um, at the federal bar he's like how much is it going to cost to get you on a kit and he's like pacing back and forth how much is it going to cost to get you on a kit you know how much what's up what's up he's like calling me out and I was just like ah kids just thinking ah you kiddies and you know me and him had a long talk and stuff but it's like a generation is slightly different but it's, it's cool man I get it you know it's it's kind of like um, you work for something and you have something you know like when the youngins see you they're going to come after you right to a certain degree I, I like it I love it but at the same time I'm going to teach them respect you know like just show respect man like, I understand you're hungry and you're impatient whatever the case may be but still respect order and respect me like <laughs> right you know. and you got to respect the process man it's like respect the process you know it's, it's if you're 19, 20, 21, 22, not to say that you can't get this big gig, but yeah. like you can't be disrespectful for one, the people that have already done yeah. it, and you know, and like bypassing other people right. and and not not respecting what they've done and learning from them and being like that's what I'm trying to show them, you know. And that's that's like common sense to me. So things that aren't common to other people, I I kind of have a problem with. I don't, I'm like, how can you not know that? That's yeah, like, because that's because we've been doing it for a while. Very true. Right. You know, so not, I have to be more patient with the kids and um. Because I'm the type to just be like, ah, cool. I won't right. even deal. But I want to open up more, man. I want to, you know, share all the, all the knowledge that I've learned and, and stuff. You know, so it it happen. But I've gone that with a couple of younger drummers. Because I, 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 you know, I'm outspoken. I don't mind, you know, saying like what needs to be said. But um, right, <laughs> that's just how I am. Older now, you know, it's, right, right. it's just different. So one thing that nobody knows about you. One thing nobody knows about me. I listen to music all the time. And I dance around my room all the time. You ever seen Electric 2? Uh, Dancing to Electric Boogaloo? Yeah, yeah. Man, you remember the scene where um, Turbo is dancing in his room? He's sweeping and he's dancing on the roof of his room. <laughs> it's this one scene where he's in. I'm like, I always find my inner Turbo and I dance in my room all the time. Then like, I'll go to a lounge or something and I'm never dancing. You're saying I'm on the that's a lot of different things, man. I'm a wacky, crazy person, man. I, I, I like, I love cotton candy. Uh, I'm just a clown. Well, mostly everybody know that. But and what what do you want if somebody was like, "Hey, man, what do you think of Spanky?" What would you want them to say? What would you want your, I would want your lasting to, impression to be? I would want them to say that I was a musician who raised the bar, you know, and who uh, who brought a different sound and a different feel to the game, you know, and just 
raise the bar, meaning, you know, it's, it's, it's so different. Like, I switched it up. You know, it's like something totally, it's something different, like a new a new sound. Um, something that's um, kind of like when Allen Iverson came to the league, you know, and he had his tattoos, he had his cornrows, he had this and that. You know, he, he made the league readjust, you know. Um, and then, like, a lot of other players started coming in, you know, and they started to get tattoos. They started following him. Um, I just want to be that kind of influential I want to be that kind of influence where, uh, you know, just as far as sound, the way I dress, just everything, man. If I can influence people and people, you know, you know, be like me or follow me or take what I'm doing and do their own thing. Like somebody, you know, like you might like rocking kilts, you know, like, oh, Spanky has this clothing line. Man, that's so dope. I'm going to start mine. I like kilts, though. It's like, wow, that's dope, man. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, I just want to be an influence and I will. I really want to make, I want to make it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's pretty impossible, but I wish they had like another type of Hall of Fame for like musicians. Um, you know, I just want to make it somewhere, man. I want to be staple. I want to be staple somewhere. I want my own Michael Jordan statue. I want, that stuff is like far-fetched, but. It's not though. Yeah, it's kind of not. But that's the, you know, I love stuff like that. You know, just, um, I don't know. You want to make your mark. Yeah, just make a mark. But, you know I mean? I, I have, I've done a lot. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I just, um, if I could just influence the game, playing-wise, um, drums, music, anything, just just to be an influence is a blessing, man. Um, so if I, if I can't do anything else, man, uh, God, you know, has blessed me to be a major influence. But it's going to get even crazier, man. It's going to get even crazier. I want to just... You know, just keep taking it to the next level, like far beyond drums. You know, like even with fashion. And I'm, I'm a writer. I've been like producing a great deal. That's another thing. Um, I want people to, you know, recognize drums and musicians. You know, and like really like view it as a sport. You know, I want to eventually try to merge the gap between you know like different sport companies and. And drums, cause I, drumming is a sport. Yes. You know, like I see a lot of commercials, Gatorade, this and that. I want to be right there. Like I saw a commercial, everybody they kept panning from the the athlete's feet, and one athlete they panned out, and he was about to uh, start a race. This other athlete they panned out, and he was at the baseball plate. This other athlete they panned out, and he was at the foul line shooting the free throw. I want to be the next athlete. They pan out, and I'm on the drums, adjusting my foot pedal, and I'm about to play. Yeah. Like I just want to. That's the next step for me, taking German to the next level where we get uh, recognized as far as, you know, like being a sport, we get the endorsements. And that's where everything is going to come in. That's going to make it, you know, more and more major. You know what I mean? I like it. So hopefully, man. Because, you know, there's so many young rock stars coming up. Everybody's a rock star. That's just what it is. Everybody's swagged out, you know, and um, it's a dope generation. But hopefully, okay. you know, I can just keep. Cause it's, it's weird. It's like once you do something and you, quote unquote, start something or whatever, or you're or you're just like young leader or something. Um, it's like the next step will be okay. Like when is the decline or like when is this happening? When is that happening? You know, like you see other musicians decline and you know mm -hmm. chill whatever. Um, nah, no decline for me, man. My plan, you know, it, it stems from so much. You know, from representing my family. And this and that, this and that. I'm, you know, too passionate about it. I'm just all about the XL, man. Got to keep going higher. Like, no decline.
decline, the only incline. That's it. I like it. Spank, thank you, man. I really, I really uh, appreciate you doing this, man. It was thanks, man. That was great. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for coming, man. Absolutely. Sorry for waking you up. Oh, it's all good. Good, <laughs> a good, a good wake up call. I'm straight. I'll be on time now. <laughs> good, good. Well, cool, man. Thank you so much. Thanks, man. So that was the great George Spanky McCurdy. Had a great time hanging with him and, and just rapping drums. He's a, he's definitely a cool dude, and uh, it was great to get to meet him. And you can check him out on Twitter at Spanky, S-P-A-N-K-Y, Drums, D-R-U-M-Z. And check us out, drummersresource.com, facebook.com forward slash drummersresource. And just started a Twitter account for Drummers Resource. It's Drummers R Source because you can only fit 15 characters and Drummers Resource is 16, unfortunately. So it's not a typo. It's Twitter at, or I'm sorry, the Twitter uh, URL is at drummers are source so check that out and if you're digging the podcast be sure to leave us a, a review or a rating on itunes and sign up for the email list at drummersresource.com and you can get this podcast before anybody else gets it and it'll be delivered right to your inbox for free so if you're into that go ahead over to drummersresource.com for that and until next week keep drumming thank you so much for listening i truly appreciate it and i'll be talking to you next week peace <laughs>